Welcome to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. Hey everyone, welcome to Finish Well Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here today. And we are talking about a topic that's really important for the future of homeschooling, and that's the 2020 election. And I know there's so many different issues. We're dealing with communism. We're dealing with socialism. We're dealing with national safety. We're dealing with taxes. And all those things really matter to me. But I still stand my ground that abortion is the most important issue in the 2020 election. And I want to give you 10 reasons why I believe it's so important. And I hope that you will be inspired to make a difference in how you vote and also other things that you can do. So first of all, I only vote pro-life. I'm talking for school board. Like I call candidates and say, hey, are you pro-life? And if they'll say, well, that doesn't matter, this is just a local election, they won't tell me I will not vote for them. Because here is the thing, that national politicians get started in local elections. Very few people just march in as a millionaire into a presidential arena candidacy. That's very unusual what President Trump has been. Most people start in local elections becoming a council member or a mayor. And I don't just want my nation to be run by men and women of integrity. I want my city to be run by men and women of integrity. So this really matters to me. I believe that how a candidate deals with the abortion issue tells me about his or her moral integrity and the depth of their leadership. So if someone tells me as a candidate, I am pro-life, but does absolutely nothing to bring about change and end this blight in our nation, then it's really, really hard for me to want to vote for them a second time. So I want to just start with all of us know that abortion was legalized back in the 70s, not by people who are supposed to make laws, it was unconstitutionally declared a right by the Supreme Court. And at the time, most Americans were adamantly opposed to abortion. And it was one of those times where the Supreme Court jumped their constitutional boundaries and did something that wasn't correct. It wasn't right. And so um, yes, I am one of those people who really hope that abortion will be overturned and that ruling will be overturned because I do believe it was unconstitutional. What is the problem with abortion? Abortion is the taking of an innocent human life and it is morally wrong and abortion as an accepted procedure in our nation sends a message to all people that they do not have value. And that's exactly what happened in Germany when they had the concentration camps and they led the Jews and the gypsies and the Christians who were standing against the Nazis. They led them to these concentration camps. It affected the whole country. It affected the moral fiber of the nation. It is not okay to take human life. 
We can villainize people like the Jew, the Germans villainize the Jews, but it still doesn't make it okay to take human life. And that is something that America has been, you know, some Americans are just with all of their heart. They are working hard to turn abortion over, to turn this law over. But many people who don't believe abortion is okay, they're not speaking out, they're not speaking up, and even voting as if other issues are more important. So what is the big deal? Yes, it's evil. Like, And the question is, if I were in Nazi Germany, would I protest against the concentration camps? Would I beg that they be shut down? I hope I would. Now, I know that in Nazi Germany, it was a totalitarian government. But in America, it's not. We can elect people and turn over abortion. So here are 10 reasons why I think that abortion should be the number one issue in this election. Number one, a nation that kills the innocent will suffer. The Bible says righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a disgrace to any people. And so part of what happens when you kill the innocent is disgrace. And you can feel that if you visit Germany and you visit some of those places, like the German people are horrified that they participated in that. And that will be our nation one day. We will be horrified that we participated in abortion. A nation that kills the innocent will not go unpunished. You you can't kill the innocent. And God does not turn a blind eye. He gives us so much grace and so much time to repent and to turn away from this sin. And there's really bad fruit that follows abortion. And we're already seeing the fruit. One of the first things that happened after abortion was legalized is you begin to see youth in Asia become popular and people thinking, okay, it's okay to take your life or, you know, hey, let me take your life for you. What's really sad about that is I think many people in their life have been at a place where they feel like, oh, I'd really like to die, (laughs) but are so grateful they never did that. And even people with debilitating illnesses really it's God who makes the decision of when our life is over. So that was one of the first things was euthanasia. And now we saw New York and Illinois and other states go to the second thing, and that was infanticide. They were ready, <laughs> Lord have mercy, to to kill babies after they're born, on the day they're born, to kill them. And that is more bad fruit because it's getting worse. It's not just stopping at babies that are unborn, but it's getting worse. So now if a man stabs a woman in New York who's pregnant, it used to be that he would be charged with murdering the baby and murdering the woman, but now he would not be. And if he stabbed a woman and killed the baby, but she was okay, he would not be charged with murder at all. But he would have taken the life of her unborn child. So that's just some of the bad fruit. More bad fruit is cancel culture, just determining, hey, we're going to take this person and we're not going to go through our civil rights. We're not going to go through trial by jury. We're just going to decide they don't deserve to exist or have their old job or whatever they do. I mean, there are people that have killed themselves because of cancel culture, because they've been treated so poorly and lied about. Another thing that you see as the fruit that follows abortion is rioting, looting, murder, people just being murdered. And then someone saying, oh, 
who cares? Or seeing someone that you disagree with politically dying and say, oh, we're so glad that person's dead. Just such a disrespect for human life. You see, what happens when we kill the innocent, we suffer because our morals are turned upside down. You can't do something that's really evil and not have the rest of your morals turn upside down. And I think you can look around at our nation right now and the sin that people indulge in and realize, wow, we have strayed so far from having a Christian worldview. We have strayed so far from God's ways that are laid out in the Bible. So I want to ask you, we talk so much in America about civil rights. We talk about liberty. So where do our rights come from? And the truth is, and we read this in the Declaration of Independence, that it's our creator, our God, who gave us our rights. And the government is in place to protect those rights, not to give those rights, not to say, hey, you no longer have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You no longer have the right to free speech. You no longer have the right to bear arms. You no longer have the right to trial by jury. When a government decides they're going to take those rights away, they are overstepping their bounds. And again, eventually people will say, hey, I have God-given rights. Eventually God will raise up people or he will raise up a new government that will lead the way that he desires. Another thing that's super important, we just talked about civil rights, and this is reason number three, is that unborn human beings have rights. Children in the womb have rights before the Lord that the government needs to protect. And how is abortion considered a right when it takes a life? How is abortion considered a right for one person? Because we all know that in In living out our rights, I have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But if I trample on someone else's rights to do that, I can't. It's illegal because my rights don't include infringing on other people's rights. And yet this thing that we call a right of abortion infringes on unborn human life. So for me... If our government is going to infringe on one group of people and basically say their life doesn't matter, their civil rights don't matter, then what is going to stop the government from infringing on other groups of people and infringing on my rights? Number four, abortion harms women. And we talk so much right now about empowering women and women's rights and everything. But the truth is, and you know this, if you're in ministry at all, if you have relationships with women who've had abortions, you know that women who have abortions suffer from incredible emotional pain. And many of them have to do things to make the pain go away, like take drugs or drink or drowned in food or whatever they choose to do, but having an abortion affects women negatively. Women are not okay when they have an abortion. Number five, abortion damages relationships. And I see this all the time because you think, you know, one person's thinking, how could you kill my child? The other person's thinking, how could you want me to kill your child? And then you're in a, as in, an, in a relationship as a couple, you're thinking, should we let our child live or die? And if you would kill our baby, 
do I matter to you? Will you get tired of me? What, what would you do to me? Am I safe with you? See, abortion undermines the feeling of safety that a family is supposed to provide. It takes the security out of relationships and it also fills the people who do commit abortion, including the doctors and nurses with incredible, incredible guilt. And they can pretend it doesn't exist, but it does. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a short break and we're going to hear a word from our sponsor. And then I've shared with you five reasons I believe that abortion is the most important political issue in the 2020 election. And I will give you five more reasons when you come back. So I'll see you in a bit. Every woman longs to be beautiful. God's Girl's Beauty Secrets, written for ladies from 12 to 28, is a Bible study where beauty secrets are uncovered throughout Scripture. Learn to be beautiful inside and out with God's wisdom and practical tips on making the best of what the Lord has given you. God's Girl's Beauty Secrets is available at Amazon.com and PowerlineProd.com. Get your copy today. Powerline Productions. Being World Changers. Raising World Changers. Listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Now back to your host, Meredith Curtis. Welcome back. We are talking about 10 reasons I believe that abortion is the most important political issue in the 2020 election. So I've already talked about five of them. And now I'm going to talk about number six. And this to me is a really significant thing. Abortion avoids responsibility. Now let me explain that because that sounds funny. Like, well, what does she mean? Well, let me explain. One thing that we face in our nation right now is the socialist communist agenda. It's not new. I mean, yes, There are people that are really open about it right now, and there are candidates that are quoting from the Communist Manifesto, and they're just being really honest. But the truth is, socialism has been infiltrating in America for over a 100 years, and it's really infiltrated the public school system. So we are producing generation after generation of children indoctrinated in socialism. And one thing that's really important for socialism to work is to get rid of God and to get rid of the family. But then my question is, does getting rid of God and getting rid of the family really start with socialism and communism? You know, the family is God's idea. Worshiping God is his idea. It's not like we just decided, oh, I think we'll worship God. Oh, I think we'll have a family. God designed the first family in the Garden of Eden. So from the time of creation until now, Satan has tried to destroy the family. And yes, a huge thing that he uses in our day right now is socialism and communism. But 
it can be more than that. And if you look at our culture and you compare it to God's design, it's vastly different. So let me talk about God's design. God's design is that men grow up with a sense of duty and responsibility that when they get married, they're to provide for their wife, to provide for their children, and to take care of them. So young men growing up, living according to God's design, they find a profession, they start making money, they get ready to support a family. Then they marry a wife, and then they have sex. And sometimes sex leads right away to children. Sometimes it takes a very long time, but it's it's a natural <laughs> it's a natural response it's a natural fruit of having sex is these children and then you stay married for life that's god's design that's god's plan when you stay in that plan there's security there is safety there's joy there is peace there is a love and order and it is so awesome because children grow up feeling like they're valuable, like they're loved. I mean, God's ways are just awesome. You know, they really are awesome and they really work. Now, what we do is in our culture, we just promote in the schools, in the movies, Hollywood, all of these. It's like, oh, do you have a sexual desire? Immediately gratify it and please gratify it with the opposite sex or if you don't want the opposite sex, gratify it with whatever you want. And so we see this, we see a bunch of people enjoying forbidden fruit without taking any responsibility. And this is the quality of adults. Look at the quality of adults our culture of promiscuity is producing. It's horrible. Like they are so irresponsible. Many of them are lazy. And you think, oh, my goodness, like, what is going on? Well, it's this culture of I'll take what I want when I want it. I don't have to earn anything. I don't have to wait for anything. And that's so common in our culture. It leads to abortion because having sex has consequences, which are children. Children are produced from having sex. So if you take abortion... In essence, oh, we'll just have sex. And if you have a child, just abort it. Just get rid of it. And, of course, what usually happens is that women have one or two abortions, and then they desperately want a child. And then they have one child and then another, and they just try to get rid of the ache and the pain of aborting their first and second and maybe third child. So we see that in our culture, part of the role of abortion is to get people to avoid the responsibility of producing another human life and to make it super easy to do things Satan's way instead of God's way with no bad fruit, with no consequences. Of course, there is so much bad fruit. Whose role is just growing and growing and growing in our culture? It's counselors' roles because there's so many broken people because of the way we live in our nation. So another thing, uh, and this is number seven, abortion harms the national conscience. You know, there are certain things in our nation we believe are wrong. We believe are right. Abortion skews that conscience. If every person in this world 
instinctively knows that certain things are right and certain things are wrong. The Bible says that that's our conscience, that that God gives that to us where we know that. Now, we can harden our hearts so that we don't think about it, but it's still there. And so we instinctively know that abortion is wrong. But folks deceive themselves into getting an abortion. Folks deceive themselves into thinking abortion is okay. But it isn't okay. And if abortion is okay, is there anything that's not okay? I know that what we're already hearing talk about right now is legalized pedophilia. And I believe it was out in California recently that the House of Representatives or a General Assembly, I'm not sure what they're called out there, the lower house voted to make pedophilia in certain situations legal. And that the truth is when we degrade ourselves, we degrade ourselves by killing unborn children. We degrade ourselves by having sex outside marriage. We degrade ourselves in these ways. The degradation moves forward like an avalanche. It doesn't stop. And if you think people are going to be content with the immorality that exists now, you are sadly mistaken. If you think what we see right now is horrible, if it doesn't stop, it is not going to be a safe place to exist because children are not going to be safe because we're just going to keep moving to the next thing and the next thing. Reason number eight that I think abortion is the most important political issue in the 2020 election is that abortion devalues life for all Americans and for all citizens of any nation that allow it. People are valuable simply because they're made in the image of God. That's why we're valuable. It's not because of what we do. It's not because how smart we are or beautiful or what service we can be to the community. God made it clear in this word that we're valuable because we are made in his image. And when a person can be killed arbitrarily for no reason, it sends a message to every human being that they have no value. And some people will say, oh, I'll make myself valuable. I'll do this and do this and do this. But instinctively they know, you know what? I don't have any value. And that is sad to live in a nation that would perpetrate that message through abortion and through other things. And when we get rid of this evil and say all human life is valuable and we're going to stop killing it, we're going to stop killing unborn babies, it sends a message to everyone. You are safe. You are valuable. Your life has purpose and meaning. Number nine. The reason I think abortion is such an important issue in the 2020 election is because a candidate's stand on abortion reveals their moral integrity. If a candidate is says, I personally don't believe abortion is wrong, but I don't think I should do it for someone else. Imagine if you lived in Nazi Germany, would you say, well, I really am personally against concentration camps, but I'm not going to tell Hitler what to do or Himmler or all these other guys. You know, if something is evil and wrong, the Bible says that we are to rescue those being led to the slaughter. The Bible says that we are to care about and protect the rights of the innocent. So if I see a candidate and they're not willing 
to protect the innocent, they're not willing to pursue that agenda. It tells me that there's a disconnect and there's a problem with their moral integrity. And finally, the, the last reason that I believe abortion is such an important political issue in the 2020 election is because a candidate who knows abortion is wrong and who goes after getting rid of abortion is going to be faced with so much attack because so many of the people that have a voice in our culture, in the media, in the schools, they will come at you and there is no holds barred. And it reveals a depth of not only the character of a candidate, but it tells me that that candidate cares more about what is right and what is wrong than political power. And they are willing to not do the expedient thing, not do the easy thing, but stand their ground so that we can see a brighter tomorrow. Now, I want to say this. I love America with all of my heart. And I hope that you love America too. And if we love America, if we love the Lord, who I love so much more than I love America, then let's fight to see this evil removed from our nation. Let's look not just at abortion, but other political issues as well. Do we want to continue the slide into socialism? Do we want to stop? Do we want to stop giving up our rights for more government control? Do we care about what the Bible says and about voting more closely to what the Bible says? I hope that you do. I think this is one of the most important elections that we have ever seen because there are people who are so solidly declaring things that are the antithesis of what the Bible says. So I really challenge you, listen to both sides of issues and make your choice. But I hope and pray that on your ballot, that like me, you will vote pro-life all the way. God bless you and God bless America. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.